right. No, no, no. You fine, man. You know, so, so one of the things that, um, you know, as we were having this conversation, I was listening to Al and Mike, right. you know, uh, talk about uh, a few things. And I thought about, um, like, in the last couple of weeks um, about being just flat out honest mm -hmm. with myself, like abrasively honest with myself, right? And by that self-discovery or whatever the case may be, I realized that that for for years, for a very long time, I've been a, a men pleaser. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's sad that you, with that honesty, who who would ever admit that they're a man pleaser? You see what I'm saying? But for you to be able to admit certain deficiencies or whatever the case may be, because I look at that that as a deficiency. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because what you end up doing as a man pleaser, you're tearing off certain values that God has already placed in us to to be. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't believe God placed us in this life to be men pleasers. You see, so so how did I get there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How do we get there? You know, and how and and what drove me to the conclusion that or the realization that I was a men pleaser? The steps to that was the honesty, man. It's the abrasive honesty with myself. So that's the self-discovery. So that's kind of what we were talking about, you know. Yeah. So we started off this conversation asking, uh, Al asked, asked us a question. Uh, do we care what other people think of us? Yeah. How, how high on your list of things that are important is the opinions of other people, yeah. right? Um, and that was that was Ethan's response, and I think that that's a that's a good place to start because most of us, especially those of us who have come up um, in households with like dominant fathers and all of that kind of stuff, we are the type that that tend to say, okay, well, I want to do what I can to either keep the peace or to be accepted or to be recognized or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's hard to break out of that. Or it's, first of all, it's hard not to allow that, like you said, to help to, it's hard not to allow that mindset to force us out of accepting our own standards or holding up our own standards or our own right. thoughts or, you know, yeah. being independent right. as, as the way we, uh, in the way we think. Yeah. But it's even harder to, uh, to break out of that, especially yes. once you, if you carry that into adulthood, it's super hard to, first of all, recognize it, which mm -hmm. is what you were just pointing out. But then it's it's also really difficult to break out of that. Absolutely. Yeah, That's I a agree. real challenge because um if all of your relationships, all of your accolades, all of your life status is based upon that, yeah. you gotta give a lot of that up in order to yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. to say, All right, Absolutely. I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um you get to a point in the even in the workplace where, you know, your bosses think of you as a certain way, and this goes back to what we yeah, were saying. Yeah. Uh they think they know you mm -hmm. because you have performed or behaved a certain way right. and then after a certain point you get to like uh to the self-discovery that you've reached and you're like you know what i don't think i'm as concerned with what other people's opinion <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. all all of that other stuff yeah. comes crashing yeah. down yeah. along That's with it so you have to be willing to sacrifice some at least some level of status some mm -hmm. things that yeah. you've reached in life in order to be able to be more True to your own self, yeah, and yeah. I think it's worth the worth the that worth loss a hundred percent. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I like for me, I um, I've always been that peacemaker type. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like to keep the peace. You don't want nobody to be angry and upset. Mm -hmm. Even between other people, like I can be that middle person, yeah. you know. And then um, I do care about for me, like in my walk, I care about 
the people that I care about how they think of me. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody else outside of that circle, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really care. But it's important to me that, you know, the relationships that are important to me, that those are, are nurtured. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I can honestly say I don't, you know, I don't, I couldn't care less about like that popular pop culture thinking mm-hmm. yeah, or, yeah. you know, how everybody is like concerned about what people see and all these different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm more concerned about like how I see myself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not happy with what I'm, what I'm seeing or what I'm producing or what I'm putting out there. Then that's what I'm focused on. So I think that's, that's my answer to that question earlier mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Do I care what people think? You know, just in general. You know what I'm saying? Because, I, I mean, I, you go out in public, man. I got people. I was just at the post office today dropping something off. And I walked in. And um, a, a lady, <laughs> she saw me. And she stepped away. Like, she looked at me mm-hmm. and stepped. I'm like, I'm not a threat. I had a box and everything. But she looked at me and then, like, stepped away a little bit. Wow. And then, as I stood there, I saw her in my peripheral. She just kind of was looking me up and down, you know. And I was like, wow. Why? She don't even care. You know, wow. So, but but I deal with that a lot, though. I, I get stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't even like a lot of people that would really be of some concern to them. Yeah. But for me, it's just I, I can't. I don't even have the mental space mm-hmm. to concern myself with things like that's that. Good, so that's man. where I'm at with that's that. Good. So it's good. I can respect that, man. That's it's not easy. Yeah, it's just I don't have the mental space, man. And plus, you when you come up in a, a certain way, like in, in you know around kids in school, things like that, mm-hmm. you kind of get groomed. Yeah, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. That you, is so true. You develop a that, tough skin. That, that, you either you either develop a really tough skin or you become as fragile as toilet paper. You're right. You're right. <laughs> see, that's true too. But see, when you're a, a person of, uh, I will say this: if you're a person of character and you mm-hmm. know how to conduct yourself, and then you have people in your life that have sown into you a certain way mm-hmm. to help you, like with that confidence, right? That's it, it. Beautiful. You find out that really people in general, as a whole, operate out of insecurity. Sure. The toughest look from the toughest looking dude to the meekest, the meekest young lady. All of them are it's some kind of insecurity there. So when you get mistreatment or disrespect, Mm -hmm. which we definitely gonna talk about like negativity and disrespect Mm -hmm. coming your way, Mm -hmm. um, you see that, oh, that's a deficit of theirs. It's not my problem. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And if I can't really help you with that, I can't be around you. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at with things. I mean, it, it and you know, it takes a, a while to mature to those things. Mm-hmm. And granted, there there are some things that will still bother you, but for the most part, you can function pretty well when you walk the line of, I can't be concerned with those things. I'm focused on these things, and there are much greater things in life to be concerned about than what somebody thinks of me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. somebody looking at my shirt or mm-hmm. my shoes or something. I I couldn't care less. So yeah. Yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you you want to go ahead? <laughs> Yeah, G, we gotta hear you, man. We we can't let you sit for too no, long. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything you all said is spot on. I think it's um, I I I'd say don't be too hard on yourself for it though. Like you know, mm-hmm. like realizing that you're that you like in your words that you felt like you were a man pleaser for a long time. Mm-hmm. You were conditioned like that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's 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 always been to the advantage of the powers that be is that they want everybody to be in that mindset. Yeah. They want us. They want us all to be men pleasers. Mm-hmm. You look how many situations we come up with, and how many institutions or whatever that require that. You know what I mean? From sometimes with the way our, our families raised us, where you have to walk a certain line in order to really get all your parents' love. You got to walk a certain line in educational institutions in order to be approved and to get degrees and to get backing from other institutions or from other professionals in your space. When you're at your job, you got to please your boss in order to get raises, to get recognized for certain things. So 
we're groomed in everything we come up in, everything that's of value, everything that rewards us. Your very survival is is, is has this, this carrot dangling in front of you that are you going to play ball? Are you going to dance to a certain tune? So it's it's hard not to come up and have that mentality when every single thing that you face grooms you to you have to please this person right. as a gatekeeper in order to or in order to advance to something that you want. You know what I mean? Right. So right. how could we not be? Right. The challenge is do you get to that point of having enough confidence and having enough of your own mindset where I don't I don't need that forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being willing to step away from that in order to be true to yourself. When that call comes, that's when it matters. Yeah. Because it's not going to be any one of us who, because you're again, your survival is dangling out there in front of you for this. None of us are going to really survive or thrive that well on our own if we don't play ball by those rules yeah. at first. But it's about okay, now I'm a man. Now I'm not dependent on somebody letting me in the gate. I'm not dependent on somebody allowing me in anymore. You know what I mean? Now that I'm, I have my foot in the door, and you can be the gatekeeper for those who come after you. Right. How are you going to conduct yourself, and how are you going to change the game? Yeah. Right. Because it's like my mindset is, is right. I want to make sure that I'm not dangling a carrot out there for my kids that I will love you as long as you do this right. or I will do for you or care for you as long as you do this. Right. That was that was hung out in front of us. So yeah. that doesn't that, that you can't you can't negate the psychological impact of that. And I'm not right. saying right. any of our parents specifically. I'm saying we've right. seen that yeah. whether yeah. it was in our household or not. Yeah. We've all seen that before. Yeah. And that kind of upbringing can concern somebody, can yeah. scar somebody. Right. Because. You, you're thinking that, well, my, my love, giving getting love from my parents or getting something I need for survival is conditional upon me doing this and that. How do you not come up being a men pleaser when that's that's what's, that's what's your reality every single yeah, day? Right. Yeah. right? So it's, it's about, you know, and, and do you care about what people think of you for that? No, I don't. But sometimes you got to think like if you have... If you have a goal that you want to accomplish, you have to sometimes be mindful of how you're being perceived to accomplish that goal. I agree with that. Because I'm one of those people who doubt doubt that the 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 crucifixion was not necessary for for the words of Jesus' message to be effectual. Mm -hmm. The crucifixion was not required for his words to be effectual. Okay. Right. Mm But it was required by some people mm-hmm. in order to prove he was the Messiah, which gave more weight to his words. Yeah. His words yeah. didn't change. Yeah. Right. His crucifixion didn't modify anything that he said beforehand. But that event mm-hmm. was needed by some people to give the weight and authority they wanted to his words. Mm-hmm. So he could have accomplished his job and probably gone on to minister many more years mm-hmm. after that. If people were willing to listen to what he had to say and accept the words and think for themselves. Yeah. But they weren't. Right. So even though he I think in my mind anyway, I don't see that as being required for the the mission and his ministry to be as effectual as it needed to be. But there were other things at play. So in some cases, you have to be mindful of who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to influence? Mm -hmm. And are there expectations they're going to have? Not that you and and you draw the line when it comes to you compromise your character. Mm -hmm. I don't want to compromise my character in order to appease somebody else or. If that's what it takes for somebody to listen to me, I'm not going to compromise my character for that. Now, if there's something that I have to understand is something that they need or that they want to see, and I have to do that in order to help somebody, if it's if it's not that big of a deal, maybe I will. But it's it's always been where the the compromising of our character in my mind has been has been the the sticking point for me. Mm -hmm. And when I had to get to that point of being abrasively honest and being willing to walk away from things. That's that's what it came down to, yeah. is that I had to realize that there were things that I didn't find right and that I didn't I didn't want to support that I was forced to because I was told 
this is love, this is how love looks. And because we were told this is how it is, you have to accept it as that. You can't challenge it. You can't question it. I compromise things I thought love were in order to fit in with everybody else's view of it. Of what love. Of what, what love is. Love. What they say what love they is. Say. But but think about think about again the psychological impact of it. it's not just what they say love is. Mm-hmm. It's what they told you God's love is. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's what they told you God's love is. Mm-hmm. I base that on what people told me. Yeah. Instead of me searching inwardly of did God show me something different? Or has God communicated that or shown me that? You know what I mean? I took somebody else's word for it and compromised my definition of it mm-hmm. in order to fit in with what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. So for me, realizing that I've based my whole concept of love around this package that's mm-hmm. been handed to me, instead of me thinking for myself and thinking, is this really, really what I think love is? Do I think the murder of three million people throughout the, throughout the scriptures is really the love of God being shown? To me, no. Now, I know that that's going to anger some viewers. Again, I'm not trying to anger anybody, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself yeah. that for me, I had to realize that the love of God to me looked different than that. I love that. Let me ask you this real yeah. quick. Hold that thought. So to what degree are you concerned with offending? With, with, with the context of what we're talking about. It's within, it's, as long as yeah. I'm not compromising my character. I, I love that. Okay. I, because if, if, I'm, if, lead, if the lead truth lead offends lead, somebody, lead yeah, if, if the truth offends somebody, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what can you do? What can you do? I agree. I what can agree. you do? Because that, that goes along with what I was saying about do you care what people think? Yeah. Because yeah. somebody's always going to be offended by something, mm-hmm. right? It, it, no matter what you say, they're going right. to misunderstand you. Right. They're going to be offended. They're going to think you lost your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like, how how to what degree can you really care that much when you said when it compromises your character? So. Because I mean, you want to be you want to be gentle, and yeah. sometimes it might have to it might have to adjust your approach a little bit. Right. Right. But right. again, I don't want to compromise who I am and what I believe because I have to do this. I have to dance by this tune in order for this person to, to right. receive me or to even hear me. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, if it's something I don't care about, exactly. if it's something that, okay, I got to, I got to put on this stupid looking hat in order to get in this door to talk to these people, but mm-hmm. these people are somebody I value and I want to help yeah. them. Yeah, so yeah. if I got to put on this dumb hat in order to get in the door because yeah. that's, that's the cost of entry. Yeah. It doesn't hurt me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. But if it's smack your kid before you come in, I, that's not, that's not in me yeah. to do If that's, if that's what it yeah. takes to talk to you and to, re- right. and to reach you, I'm good. Let somebody yeah. else do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's what it comes down to, man. But it's just it's it's not it's not comfortable. It's not convenient. You yeah. know what I mean? But right. that's that's a step I had to take, and I had to I had to you know what I mean? Accept the consequences that came with it. Yeah. But I sleep better at night knowing that I've been true to who I am. Yeah. And see the yeah. people that really rock with you, and they know that about you. It's like you're not gonna lose, you know, a certain, you know, as long as in this walk, you right. know, you have a certain group of people you rock with, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't be too concerned. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. You know, people understand where you're coming from. You understand your journey, your path. So it's like I'm not gonna ever be like, man, G lost his mind, right? I mean, you know, because you come to an understanding for yourself and in your walk, because nobody can really tell you what your experiences are, right? Like. Yeah. People can't tell you how you have felt or how, what, what you come to understand certain things to be and how that has shaped your perception of mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's perception is different. Everybody has experienced different mm-hmm. things and it has affected them differently, mm-hmm. particularly dealing with the church. Right, right. Yeah, so. And that, and that's my that's my whole foundation for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely, And That's what has talk, shaped us. Yeah, I mean, it know? is, it is. And when you talk about that perspective, um, I let myself become one of the worst defenders of it. Yeah. Being honest with myself, mm-hmm. yeah. right? yeah. Of holding people to a standard and letting your love and your acceptance of them be conditional on them meeting certain criteria that you line up. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Yeah. One of the worst. Yeah. Admittedly. Right. And I was never comfortable with it, but 
I was brought up to believe that that was necessary. Gotcha. And that that was a power that we were supposed to wield to keep people in line. And that's exactly what it is. So am I interested in keeping a control structure in place for somebody else? Am I interested in being an enslaver for somebody else's agenda? Am I interested in being a prison guard? No, I don't want to be those things. And if that's if that's what honesty with myself means, you have to walk away from those things and you not be accepted. My character, the person I want to be, says that that's something that's worth leaving behind. And that's that's what the cost was, right? Definitely. Have you experienced fear in that transition? Like, were you afraid to be honest with yourself in that process, or were you at like, first? Yeah, gotcha. If I'm being honest with myself, yeah. at first, yeah, yeah, right, because I didn't know how how broad the effect, the, the how far reaching the effects would be. Gotcha. Right. So it was it was it was nervous to step right, into right. it. Definitely, definitely. But it took that conviction of you know what I mean. It's like, and like I said, being one of the worst offenders, mm-hmm. I've done it to family, to friends, to I mean, just you go down the line. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done that. Not showing what what I thought, what I really think is a standard for love in order to meet somebody else's criteria. Mm -hmm. And having done that, created, committed that offense in my mind Mm -hmm. based on what I was trained to believe instead of what I actually thought Mm -hmm. makes me sick about myself. Right. So for that, it's like, okay, that's that's what everybody else, you know, love is this love is that love is that. Okay, if it means really closing the door on somebody's face. Mm. If it means putting somebody in the darkness, mm. casting them out if you're their only light in their lives, mm. you know what I mean? That's not worth it. No. Right, right. And if my mind is telling me love is something different and they're telling me it's something else, do I live by their standard to be accepted by them in this group of people? Or do I be honest with myself and try to go help somebody and, and be what I think is the real example of love to them? If I were to ask those people, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, they would tell me um, I, I probably should be condemned for it. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm willing to be condemned over. Yeah. Because if that means undoing some of the things that I've done wrong in the past and trying to work to undo those offenses, I, I'm willing to take that. Definitely. Oh, right. Man, that's for a huge decision. So, yeah. That's real, bro. So it's very interesting that you took the approach of love. Um, it's the most important thing, man. And it's the it's thing that we are. It's the thing that we are so totally set up against yes. mm-hmm. is to do everything in the name of love while you're showing something that's polar the opposite. It's the exactly. biggest problem we face right now. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. I agree with you. Um, I was, I was going to say my answer is my answer to the, to the question, the original question comes from the perspective of, of love. Um, I realized that all of us have influence with certain other people in right. our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I think of being concerned with what people think of me, my mind instantly goes to that, yes, that influence. Mm-hmm. And so while I don't care what people think about uh, what they think my maybe my negative traits or my right. deficits yeah. or whatever it may be, yeah. um, I do care that I am seen or I'm observed showing the real love that I have for absolutely humankind. Absolutely. Um my 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 main drive is to because I I wanted to be the person that I am. It's not just for show. Let me let me make sure I clarify that. The person that I am is a person that wants to show love. But I also 
in doing that, whether I do it behind closed doors or out in the open, mm -hmm. I realize that there are those who look at me mm -hmm. and may emulate what I do, whether right. it's right or wrong right. or right. otherwise. Right. And so in from that context or in that in that arena or the, in that way of thinking, with that mindset. For sure, for sure. I got you. <laughs> with that mindset, right. Yeah. um I want to I want to consciously show that love out in the open so that those who may observe me can say, this is what Mike does. Right. And it's and it's fruitful. Right. And so this is what I'm gonna do. Right. Yeah. Um only in that instance do I care what people think of it. Yeah. Um another another thing you you said that was really good about um the people who I care about are the people mm -hmm. who I whose opinions I really mm -hmm. um uh am concerned with. I think I have a little bit of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my my family, my my close friends. Um I want I want their opinions of me to reflect how I'd like to see myself. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um but outside of that you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I, I've been there. I've been the, the mm -hmm. people pleaser. I was that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find, I don't even remember, to be honest with you, I was paused because I'm trying to remember when it clicked off for me. Mm -hmm. But whenever it did, it clicked off hard. Like mm -hmm. I, if, if it switched off so hard mm -hmm. that it broke the switch, <laughs> like I could not care less mm -hmm. yeah. about mm -hmm. being a people pleaser these days. It does not. It doesn't matter to me at all. Mm -hmm. And it happens with maturity, man. Like, yeah. you get to a certain point where it's just like, you have priorities. Like, yeah. There's just only so much you can really take in to even be concerned about. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like, like for me, I'm always careful never to offend. So mm -hmm. that's something that I don't even make the mistake of. Right. But if I do offend my brother or my sister, then I'm the first one. I'll be the first one to make the call. Mm -hmm. Not a text. I'll actually call them. Like, you know what? If I said something that was a bit curt or a bit off mm -hmm. color and you didn't, you know, you didn't care for it. I apologize. Right. That's easy. Because yeah. I'm not an arrogant person. Right. It's so much like <laughs> it's so much arrogance out here. Yes. It's, it's disgusting. Like yes. people are, like have this false sense of like you know I'm kind of up here and you know you kind of down yeah. here and this yeah. is like how right right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying so yeah. Yeah. for me I just it's easy. I think I will say this for me. I found it rather easy to maneuver through life at this point when you're honest with yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's just all too agree. Absolutely. If you can just agree. maneuver through life, man, in every turn, you honest with yourself, no matter how difficult it is, that's how you meet that hard stop. Absolutely. Because it's like, I just got to be real with myself. Right. Like, I got to right. wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm dealing with here. Right. Within myself. Right. And if you don't, if you can't do that, then that's when you do that. Yeah. Honest, you know, yes. reassessment, constant recalibration. Like, life is just a constant recalibration of what am I doing now yeah. with myself? Right. Like, how am I living this life? Yeah. Like, right. I, it should be a constant. It should be. It should I be. agree. Yeah. It should be. And then with that, because I love what you said. I mean, you you know, you got to take that hard stop. Absolutely. Don't be, but don't beat yourself up because that doesn't really build the, build you to where you need to be. I'm going to add to what you said. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you go ahead. So the, the assessment that you're talking about is something that I plan to start doing moving forward. Okay. Right. So now that I've come to this abrasive honesty, what do what where do I go from here? Right, right, right. What's the next step? So mm -hmm. you can't just say I'm gonna be abrasively honest with myself for now on. No, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. You have to almost establish yourself, establish a, a system. Baseline. Exactly. There you go. Mm -hmm. exactly. And the baseline is asking the the appropriate questions right. towards yourself. Right. right. You see, right. the first the first off, the question would be. A very, very what, what kind of like what you were saying earlier. People may 
condemn me by saying this, which mm -hmm. I really don't care no more mm -hmm. because it's all about putting my soul, my spirit, my all. For one thing, I'm God's child, not your child. Mm -hmm. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? That's real, man. Mm -hmm. Serious, That's real. So, yeah. so if anything, if any convincing, yeah. I want God to convince me and not man. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've come to that conclusion. Yeah. So the assessment will start off is asking the right questions yes. towards God. Yes. Is, is God righteous? Right. So right. let's find out how God is righteous. Right. So how is he righteous? Yeah, so the questions that I was asking is, is really asking the the um the questions about righteousness, right? You know, how is God righteousness? Why is God righteous? Right. You know what I mean? Or how is God righteous and all these things? Let me clear a baseline with that. So if our creator are those things, then I know he's deploying that or have an expectation for us to be the same way. You see what I'm saying? And if God is no respecter of person, mm -hmm. Then why am I a respecter mm -hmm. of persons? Mm -hmm. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right, right. So that if if God has deployed such a message, right, right. of Himself toward His creation, then I feel that that I've put it, I've burdened myself right. by placing myself. And actually, you almost can get, you almost a, it's almost a pride and egotistical type of thing. To be a man pleaser, mm -hmm. you you know what I'm saying in a weird type of way, mm -hmm. because you are status. wanting flattery. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You wanting status or flattery? Yep, yeah, uh, yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I didn't sure. even think about that. Yeah, yeah. But but once again, guys, that's the thing I had to do is slow down. Yeah, and I have to realize that that I'm going to end up hitting a brick wall, which I did mm -hmm. because because I realized that I started losing something. Mm -hmm. I started losing myself yes, right. in the process. Yes. Right. So that's the reason why that abrasive, that, that, that honesty, clear-cut honesty, Help me down this path and start asking those right questions right. now, mm -hmm. because that's the that's the assessment and the examination. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, right. and 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 like you said, the way that you can reevaluate yourself yeah. is that that systematic way of thinking and approach to challenging yourself to get better. And I think that's Absolutely. how you get better. Absolutely, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. I agree. I also, I also now go ahead, go ahead. Bro. No, I also think that it's important that we. Like, however you want things to go for yourself is what you got to put out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, about, you know, showing yourself friendly, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. it's imperative that. Yes. Because I, I find, and we're going to have to talk about the negative people in a minute. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's you know, because I've, I've learned, like, in my experiences, the reason why I have found the few people in my life drawn to me is because of how I treat them. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you don't show that person respect, I mean, That's what true. do you expect to get? You know, right. so right. it... So being a man pleaser is, I think, extreme, you know, behavior, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's important to because because like, I, I like to be cool with people. Like I like quality relationships, mm -hmm. quality conversations, quality interactions, quality experiences around people. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make me a man pleaser, but it does. Right, right. It does say, hey, you know, it is important to me how I maneuver in this life and what I put out there, because there's a certain thing I want to put out there that I want back. And I have that has happened for me. Like, I, I literally, like, how I conduct myself, and I learned a lot of this from my father and just watching him, how he moves. Mm -hmm. So I say about my dad all the time, like, you could put him anywhere on the planet, and the guy will make a friend. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of behavior that I've learned. Right. And it's just right. important. It's imperative that, you know, 
that that we behave that way, and it just makes me allergic to nerve uh, to negative people. So, so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that's so true. I, I love that, man. Mm-hmm. Like to piggyback off what you're saying, and I think that just for for clarity purposes, right? Yeah. Men pleasers, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The men pleasers is because not necessarily I knew all the way mm-hmm. that that there was a a return that I was getting. I got you. I'm not saying to not make people happy yeah. or, or whatever the case right. may be. Yeah. I'm not saying. Um, you talked about respect too, like mm-hmm. like you show respect, respect regardless, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not a man pleaser like that. A man pleaser is listen. Do you know when you read in the scripture about men pleasers in the Bible about right. men pleasers? You know it's in the list of of murderers. Really? Of yes, it's in a list of many things that's against how God wants us to operate. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So when you talk about men pleasers, he's talking about it's almost like an a worship of something. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I was doing that all this time. Mm-hmm. And that's what hurts is because you're doing, and like you said earlier, is that we were conditioned in a certain way of living, an environment, culture, or whatever the case may be, yeah. that that not only births it, right? right? right. But but uh, what's the word I want to look at? Um, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? But kind of nudges it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of nudges us yeah. in that direction. Sure. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. Yeah. Not even knowing For that. Sure. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like you said, like Uncle Al, like like your dad, mm-hmm. man, this man, you can pop that man anywhere, man, is regardless. He know who he is in that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. like, like, and that's the whole point. It's like s- remove all of the, the and the thing is going to the negative people. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you find yourself stroking the eagles of neg- negative people, not even knowing that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear mm-hmm. of that. Let me be very clear mm-hmm. of this. Sometimes, like, in order for people, sometimes, mm-hmm. to stay on a certain side of negative people, you stroke that eagle so they won't put that negativity on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. It does it make sense. Does that make sense? sense. It yeah. does. You know? It does. Yeah. So you don't so you almost fall victim in their own shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason, and I'm not saying that I, I faced that, but I know from time to time I probably was put in that position to think like that. Yeah. And that's the reason why abrasively honest and asking the right questions towards yourself will resolve all of these deficiencies. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. As long as you mix it with the confidence to say that no matter what, I'm going to resolve within myself to to better myself after yes. I ask the question. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Sure. beautiful, for sure, beautiful. Yep. So to clarify though, with, with negativity and negative people though, it's a gambit. You know what I'm saying? It's not just mm-hmm. somebody that's just always like you know. It's people that are like constantly speaking negative and putting negative out there, whether it's to themselves or to you. So, like, if you have an accomplishment, if you've done so, you're trying to do something better with yourself, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you ain't going <laughs> oh, to succeed. Yeah, you ain't going to succeed. Then who do you think you are? You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, don't talk to oh, me. Because my yeah. thing is, with that, what I understand about that type of behavior is, is if you're talking to me like that and you're conducting yourself towards me like that, that means that's how you feel about yourself. That's right. You're that's not going nice. to pass that to me. That's right. So, that's, right. that's the input I want for y'all. Beautiful. Man. I know it's loaded, man. It's heavy, yeah, man. I know it's a yeah. lot. You gotta take a deep breath <laughs> and just kinda let it go. Yeah. Uh I've I find myself a lot of times, I have a lot of a lot of people that I connect with on a regular basis. And um 
I find myself not directly addressing people's negativity. Yeah. But more so finding a way in a conversation to shift back to positivity. Yeah. So, for instance, if I have somebody that's talking to me that is, I don't know, dealing with some sort of hardship at work. Mm-hmm. While they're explaining, I will, you know, of course, uh, uh, validate what they're saying because, you know, people that are dealing with things, that's mm-hmm. valid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I validate and then. To the best of my ability, I try to steer, you know, the conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, that sucks a lot, but right. I mean, you know, you're getting your bills paid, or right. you know, but you know, you up for a promotion in in a month if as long as you can stick with it, or mm-hmm. you know, you got that book you're working on, and as yeah. soon as that takes off, you be able to quit this job, you know, right. that type of stuff. Right. Um, now, the thing that I also find is that there are some people that will turn that away. Mm-hmm. They will block mm-hmm. you from being negative, yeah. a negative impact on their life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I find that those are the people that I tend to uh, to kind of keep more, a little more at arm's length uh, as opposed right. to bringing them in really close because again, like you said, I'm allergic to it. Yeah. There's only so much negativity that I can take if we can't, if we can't figure out a way to take whatever is negative, let's not, I'm not, I'm not implying that negativity doesn't exist. I'm not right. implying that things that are, are hardships or things that can be depressing or things that make us sad or angry don't exist. Right. I'm saying that a positive mindset is, a, is able to take those things, see them, and see the value that, that can be gleaned from that. Yeah. Every yeah. negative situation yeah. can yeah. still have some sort of Agreed. value gleaned from You can at least learn it. from it. Absolutely. Every cloud has a silver yes. lining. And Absolutely. that was a long yeah. time I didn't believe that. Yeah. Right. Every single cloud has a silver lining. Yeah. Um, you know, even, you know, tragedy, all of these things there, are, you know, you lose a loved one. Okay. The silver lining is you have memories that you can hold on to right. forever with right. that person. Right. Exactly. The the silver lining is, you know, you, you're able to to take on the mantle that they passed to you. You're yeah. able to take, take that legacy and do yeah. greater things. Right. There's always something good to right. look at. Yeah. Um, so my mindset is that if I, if I come across somebody that, um, that I'm able to find that silver lining with, yeah. those are the people that I'm that I hold on to closely. Yeah. Um, everybody else, you know, I'm like, oh well, you know, I tried, and if right. you want to stay there, yeah. And it's hard for me to say that you want to stay there, but that's really what it is. Yeah. It is because the negativity I'm speaking of is that person that if they can't see it for themselves, they can't see it for you. Yes. Yeah. So if I can't, if I don't think I can get to the understanding that you have on some things, I don't. I think you're crazy. Right. That type right. of. So that's what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. Like I got you. Like you an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. You ain't no entrepreneur. You know right. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like what are you talking about? Right. I am an entrepreneur. You yeah. know? It's like, don't project nah, man, your fears on Black people don't exactly. we don't we don't be running businesses. Right. right. It's like right. what are you talking about? Right. You but know, you so, rapper or something? Yeah. Because there's literally people out there out there like that, and mm-hmm. it's like, how are you like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. I don't understand. Like obviously your mind worked that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that's interesting. I want to. I like to turn that stuff back on people. Yeah. You know what it is, and it's maybe I like playing. Uh, not playing mind games, really, but yeah. to show people what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. you know what I mean because it's not, ridiculous. It is. Yeah. It is. So give me an example of that. All right. So and I think honestly, this this kind of connects both both our topics, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a researcher I listen to a lot, and he came from academia. He was working on a PhD before he stopped because basically the the system started bucking against the direction he was going. Mm-hmm. 
So his example is, and this is the kind of like what I was talking about earlier, like with the peer review process. You're coming up in academia, you want to write a thesis for a master's or, or a doctoral dis dissertation or something like that. The condition of you getting that paper approved and you getting that degree is you submit that paper for your peers to look at, mm -hmm. to vet it, to make sure it makes sense, to make sure it has validity to it. Okay. Now, in a situation where everybody's open minded and honest, mm -hmm. that peer review process can work great. Mm -hmm. When that peer review process is there to stop free thought and everybody understands that. You submit a peer review paper and that, that the paper that you're writing goes against the grain. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's already established, mm -hmm. that has something to lose, right. gotcha. that's a gatekeeper, gotcha. right? And that their well-being, their mm -hmm. wealth, their success, whatever, is tied to the success of the Understood. system. Yeah, They're there to protect that system, not yeah. you, not right. your freedom of thought, not your ideas, mm -hmm. right? So you submit this paper to be peer reviewed by these people who have... An opinion that they've accepted whatever the Kool-Aid is from that group. Right, right, right. right? And none of them are have, have a mindset to buck against the system or to go challenge that mindset, mm -hmm. right? You could be right, wrong, and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But if, if your content is going in a direction that they don't want you to go, mm -hmm. they're going to find reasons to pick apart what your idea is mm -hmm. or your proposal. Yeah. So that peer review process can end up working to maintain the status quo more than anything else. Yeah. And they do it by negativity. Mm. They do it by this is not going to work. Yeah. This is outside the grain. This is going against we believe. This is going to cause damage. This is going to do this. This is going to do that. Mm -hmm. So the thing you bring back to them is so somebody says, okay, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. And somebody says, no, you're not. Oh, you know some entrepreneurs? <laughs> how, how many of them do you know? Exactly. That's right. Oh, so you're telling me this from experience? Right. Oh, you don't know any. Right. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Well, wait a minute. Let me explain. Right, okay. right. Okay. So, so how many people have you met that have been trying to go down that right, path? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, none for that too, huh? Good, yeah. Okay. Are you an entrepreneur? Right. Uh, you got me. So, so it's like, so how, how, how is that? Is yeah. how is that mindset working out yeah. for you? Yeah. Right. How is that mindset that. working for you? That. Right. I don't have to that. challenge you. I ain't gotta. I don't. I don't. I can let you stay in your lane where you are. I know I'm not going to be affected by it. Right. Yeah. But before you go and poison somebody else, how is that working out for you? Yeah. And if that's bringing you something beneficial and positive in your life, you by all means yeah. you're going to do what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. And see, I love I, that because it love makes that, the person dude. think. That's that's that's, that's all. That's see, all. The thing about being negative is you're not really thinking about Beautiful. like everything. Reactionary. You know what I'm saying? Reactionary. It's, it's reactionary. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's small picture stuff. Yeah. It's reactionary. So yeah. if I, like you said, if I can't do this or if I can't see myself doing it, yeah. then I'm not going to let you. You know, see yourself. I don't need your approval for that. Trust you me, know, guys, it's a, you're right. It's a very common mental disease. It really is. To just if I can't see it, and it, some of it is. I, I, I dare say this, but how our, our, our upbringing. So, Absolutely. so for example, like coming up in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying if you kind of understand, if you've seen a few different things, mm -hmm. that scares people. Yes, and they don't yeah. want to. You don't want to shake the boat on that stuff. Absolutely. Sometimes. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And so they become negative. Like they, it's just it's just a negative reaction. Mm -hmm. Like what are you talking about? You know because everyone and we even do this too. Everyone ties their identity some, to something that's important to them. Yes. Like like you were just saying, like people's identity are wrapped up in that right. stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you insult their identity, right. And a lot of people's identity is the church. Right. Yeah. So when you insult their identity by challenging them to think, all it is is it becomes negative. Yes. So if you're doing something positive with with your life and then they're not, it's almost like it's an insult to them. Right. That. Right. You're succeeding and then they're not. That's, so so mm -hmm. the thing is, is it, it becomes twisted because this is like, I don't want to see you win because I'm not winning. And I don't want you to get to the, to the finish line mm -hmm. first. And it's a weird, sick, twisted behavior 
But then what it breeds is failure. Yes. Just all, just flat out failure. Yes. And then you got to leave them behind. This yeah. happens. This can happen with some of your closest, best people that you rock with. That's right. And that's that's where it hurts the most. Yeah. Because and just a disclaimer, people. I'm not talking about anybody that I know. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just putting this out there. It's all right. I'm just. This is just a good discussion because yeah, it's it something is. that I've observed over time. Yeah. Brother, you will be in competition with people and you won't even know it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You're like, I didn't know I was in that competition wow. with you. I didn't know I was in that race with you. Right. I didn't know that you were building a brand over here and it was competing with mine. I didn't right. know that. Right. You know? And so the immediate reaction, it becomes negative And this is like, you'd be surprised what, what negativity stems from. Right. You know, people attacking you and coming to you different things. And you're like, I don't understand. Right. I'm just living my life like you. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. in no competition. If I succeed, it's because I have to. It's because I need to because I'm proving something to myself. Yes. So don't attack me in a negative way. Right. If you come right. to an understanding for yourself on something, if you come to an understanding, if you're doing something with your life that people, other people can't see, it's like, why are you going to go ahead and quit that job with yeah. the benefits? You right. quit that job with the benefits, you're going to start a business? Right. What's wrong right. with you? You know? Yeah, and it's just like, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, it. I literally heard it. But when you hear it. that, you hear fear. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly you know, that's, that's the yeah. first place I hear. I mean, the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind. They scare it for you and mm-hmm. then they're scared for themselves because they're like, if I was in that position, I couldn't do that. That's yeah. automatically what yeah. it is. It's like, that's negative though. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would it be that? Because I remember you saying in an early show and it was great. It's just like, you choose not to think about mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. like, you're not afraid of heights probably. Right. So you don't think about falling and dying. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just like, I just want to have a good time. And you know, so with, with being coming an entrepreneur, you can't really think about failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it happens, you're not yeah. going to stay there yes. because you weren't thinking about failing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't have that negative mentality to keep you there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think a lot of people's biggest fear in life is failing. And then if they see you succeeding, yeah. then they're like, you probably going to fail too. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, what are you talking about? And, and I think I think it's, it's another aspect to that, too, because mm-hmm. the, re- and the reason I think that the challenge sometimes can be effectual is because a lot of times that negativity, like you said, it's coming from a place of fear. But the, the biggest problem mm-hmm. is that it doesn't come from a place of experience. There you go. That's the biggest that. problem. That's right. So and true. again, I know we always call them back to. The way we were raised, mm-hmm. right? But it was a it was a big thing in our generation when we were younger and the generation before us that when you're in the church you don't go to the movies. Right. Yeah. That's a big so one. So I I wanted so many times to say, How many people do you know that went to a movie and just didn't come back to church? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, what what movie was it that one person went out and yeah. saw one movie and decided they were yeah. they were gonna never come back? It's, it's, it's so yeah. dangerous for them, you know right, what I mean? Right. So a lot of times it's that somebody yeah. is fearful. Or doesn't know what to expect, but a lot of times it's because they've been conditioned to be fearful yeah. by the person that came before them and the person that came before them, and it all comes back to a control mechanism. Yeah. And the reason why I think we talk about our childhoods with that so much is because I think that that is a perfect a little micro ecosystem. <laughs> you know it what is. I mean? Yeah. Of it's a resounding theme in our it life, is, man, man. It and, is. It, and it's in so many different things. And I think that for us. That happened to be the bubble that we were brought up in where it was really, really exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the same kind of mechanisms that are being used all over the place. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Everywhere. It's oh, just it's a goodness. very focused and we all happen yeah. to have that in common. So mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of talk about that yeah. as a common reference point for us. But again, that mentality, man, it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's I don't I don't have any experience there whatsoever. Right. But yeah. I was taught to be fearful. And if I'm terrified of it, you probably should be, too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's don't the, don't put that off on me. That's the identity that I was just. Talking yes. About. Yeah. Yes. It is. Um, and I think I think the reason why all, all of the four of us have been so passionate about these type of conversations that circle right. back towards that. Right. Is because at one point or another, mm-hmm. all four of us yes. had to challenge our own identity. Absolutely. Yeah, the thing exactly. that we the thing that we had um, 
have had known and understood all growing up. Right. Yeah. You know, we yeah. had to at some point. All of us have come to a point where. And and this is not a saying abandoning our faith or anything like that. No, right. right. It's it's understanding the the structure, or not the structure, the system. Yes, that we've been kind the of system. conditioned, like you said, right. the ecosystem that we were in had become genuinely our identity. And yes. then as soon right. as you get a little break yes. in that yeah. in that thing, you can see that the world is much. Much bigger, yes. yeah. And there's so much more to learn outside of what's in this little ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, even in fact, a lot of the things that are in the ecosystem are completely incorrect yeah. or yeah. Uh, inadequate to sustain a human in the will of our God, our Creator, whatever, however you want to describe them. Right. Um, that's where, it's, for me personally, right. I, I would assume that it's you know for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's where for me it, it, it hits hardest yes. because. Right. That's a that's that's to uh, me and you have had a a few conversations about this. Mm -hmm. Accepting certain truths and certain realities Hmm. are powerful enough to wrench the very fabric of who I am. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Everything that I that I was ingrained, everything that I was indoctrinated with, um. A lot of that stuff had to be done away with, had to be trashed, had to scrap it. You know what I mean? I and uh, and that that because it was my identity, right. it was it it made me afraid for right. a while. You right. know what I mean? Even right. long years ago, right. when I first started realizing something is wrong. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was it was I was afraid of it, afraid of those thoughts, afraid of what might be real, and I might you right. know what might be fake or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Simply because of what you said. Mm-hmm. When you attack somebody's identity, mm-hmm. that's where all of those negative emotions come up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because that's that related mm-hmm. exactly to what you said. And that's what was most painful for me during my for sure. yeah. for sure. journey. You know what I mean? And that, and that's 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 where for people going back to the insecurity again, right? Mm-hmm. That people because I, I again, my I'm 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 the biggest defender. People can get easily offended if for example you find contentment or what you consider salvation in a belief system other than their own mm, yeah mm, right yeah. if you don't Say find time, if sorry. you don't find the belief system that I hold to and that I'm trying to draw you into mm-hmm. of value the way I do mm-hmm. if you don't find the contentment there that I do mm-hmm. if you don't find the salvation there that I do people get personally offended because mm-hmm. like you said they built their identity up around mm-hmm. this thing and if this is if this is everything to me mm-hmm. if you reject it that means you're rejecting me or you're rejecting my values mm-hmm. and my worth and my this and my that and they personalize it so much yeah. Yeah. yeah and again that's that's of benefit to those who are at the top of that food chain you know what I mean and it's just like that's where we got to start to be thinking for ourselves and break away from that because don't don't get personally offended at things like that. Yeah. And I want to I, I want to say too, right? My little PSA from earlier, yeah, yeah. the conversation, <laughs> the comments that I was making earlier about that perception of the love of God are my own. Yeah. I'm not putting that on anybody else here. And I I know I know that that is not a popular um, opinion or perspective amongst those we were raised among. So that's my opinion. That's my mindset. I'm not putting that on any of them. And I know we have a broad audience and a lot of them are, are people we all know. We've all come up around and that's not everybody's mindset. That That's me. I'm not putting on anybody else. But I do feel very strongly that we have not been taught 
correctly about the love of God. And that's caused us to not be the representatives we're supposed to when it comes to showing God's love. And I feel that that is, to me, the core, number one, top priority issue with humanity as a whole. And that's why I'm passionate about it. And that's my mindset. Again, that's not that's not theirs. I don't want I don't want that to be reflected on any of you all. It's not a popular mindset. I have a, a challenge an issue against a lot of stuff that we're told to accept as God in the Old Testament, and that's not on any of them. So I just want to make that part clear before we, we go on with that. Because like I said, I, I do get quiet sometimes, not one to just considering who you all have listening to it, but to me that's that's a very important one. You know yeah, what I mean? It's all good. I think yeah. I think I think you I think once again it's kind of what I was saying is about being abrasively honest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think and I think the whole idea is to ask the right questions too within yourself or whatever the case may be. You know, I think like more and more I'm I'm getting when you talk about liberty, once we, once I have, once I have finally come to a point in my life where, where negativity, I use negativity as a tool. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I use it as an actual tool mm-hmm. because negativity is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. It. I'm, I'm like, let me take it back. It is a bad thing. It depends. <laughs> it depends. It's a bad thing, it but depends. you can use Balls. it as a no, tool. Right. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> It it is a is a bad thing, but you can use it as a tool for us to recognize yeah, and be way above that, right? right? Yeah, you know yeah, what right. I'm saying? You can use it as a mechanism because without negativity, how do you know to get better? You know what I'm saying? In yeah. in some type of way, how do you know to get better? That's right. You know, I think that that's the that's and kind it, of my my, my mindset. Sure. I agree, but I, sure. I think what you're talking about is like more so maybe like adversity. So like. Yeah. Negative aspects of adversity, like losing a loved one, things like that, that don't make you feel negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think the negativity that I'm speaking of is like just that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, okay, okay. So you know let me, let me, let me, let me, let me kind of add on to that because mm-hmm. I, because I had a thought in my head because I was going to segue to that fear too, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the people, like you said, the insecurities of others that don't want you to be successful in a. a you can use that as a catapult. I agree. With you. And if you don't, that's a good point. You, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I'm saying. That is the that's that kind of what Mike was saying. Like that's yeah. the positive aspect yeah. of it. Bang! Because yeah. it's just I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, you're good. You know, it's just interesting to me because and this kind of goes along with what G was talking about. Like my observation coming up, and this is why I wanted to bring up this discussion about negativity because in the church we were trained to believe like God is love. You know, and the scripture speaks about, you know, God is love, right? Mm-hmm. But then what you observe is true, fear and negativity. True, true. So, like, it's like I, I, I grew true. up a bit feeling a bit conflicted about that, you know, I because, you, you know, it's like God is love. God wants this for you. He wants peace in your life. He wants love. He's compassionate. You're a lamb, you know, and all this stuff. And then, but then when you actually are sitting in a lot of messages and sermons, you hear things about, about fear and, 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 and adversity and negativity and how you need to overcome that stuff. And this is like, Okay, but but what's, where's the good stuff? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the good stuff now. Like you know, and you know, you spend your lifetime, you know, in church, you know, looking for the good stuff, you know, and you know, you have to read, you know, some things to find it. But then you look back on it, and you're like, that just didn't, that didn't really measure up properly, mm-hmm. you know. And you feel like, mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, it stunts your growth as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, just trying Absolutely. to understand. You know, that positioning with that, because, you know, you, you hear, you know, God is love. God is love. God wants this for you. God wants that for you. And you believe that. But then 
what you see and what you're shown mm -hmm. is just fear, fear, negativity. And then you're like, wait a minute, are you trying to control me here? Or <laughs> that, that's the point. Is that's that's another one of those Most people never see that. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's another one of those reflective questions that you have to ask. If yeah. God has not given us a spirit of fear, why do you rely on fear so much to get your get your goal? Yeah. Build churches on fear, man. Like so you have you have to reconcile with that. Yeah. And and we've let them get away with pushing fear as their main tool. Yeah. You know, and if that's if that's if that's not what God operates off of, why do you use it so much? Why do you rely on it so much if that's not how God wants it? If God is not giving us a spirit of fear, why do you want to make everybody in there fearful? Yeah, something something doesn't match up. Right. If there's an agenda there that I don't know Absolutely. about, there's yeah, a missing element there, right? Yeah. Right. So, man, man, this is this is powerful, man. Um, they use this this tool, this mechanism, this fear to control. Mm -hmm. They use this fear. Most of the time is because it's been a tactic that's been passed down for so many generations. Mm -hmm. And most most of the people that we have sat under at church wasn't even educated enough to even really understand a lot of these things. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I'm sure just being honest, yeah, you know. So so you're almost at the own mercy of a man that can't really get out the box him, his own self. Right. Or he wasn't even challenged. He didn't challenge himself enough because of the fears right. to even break the roof or, or not break being the accepted. Not, right. yeah, yeah, man. You, you want to fall outside those boundaries. And that's why that's why I don't blame those who came before yeah. us. And again, as much as we talk about right. things we kind of reflect on in our upbringing, and I think I think we've been clear about it a number of times. We're not saying that to blame right, right. to blame yeah. anybody yeah. in the generation that came before us. Because yeah. I've had a conversation with my mom a couple of times. She was like, "Did I do that?" And I'm like, "Mom, you had that done to you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So it's natural that you passed it on as the right way to go. Yeah. And I don't I don't blame you on a fault you for that. You know yeah. what I mean? And again, it's like it wasn't. I'm not when I'm saying those things. It's not to put the blame on somebody. It's putting the blame Never. on the system. Exactly. That perpetuates and makes us have that kind of mentality, yeah. that's what needs to be addressed. Exactly. We all come up, we all know what those pressures are like to conform and to be and to fit in and to be accepted. Yeah. I don't blame anybody for that. I that that's I that's a hard thing. That is yeah. a that's a heavy weight for somebody to have to carry. Yeah. So I don't fault anybody that came before us, any of the generation that raised us, right. my parents, aunts, uncles, right. grandparents, like, the pastors, yeah. none none of them. I don't blame any of them, but it's yeah. just a matter of can we collectively decide? I want to do. I want to do away with. I don't want you to have to tell somebody that they're going to do right or or encourage somebody to do right because of the fear of what punishment they're going to face. And I want you to strip out. If you do this, you're going to get this reward. Yeah. Take those things away for exactly. a second, yeah. so you can lay out. If you do this thing right, if you don't steal. Right. Then the money that this man has made from his job and the things he was able to get from his job, you let him keep that and you let him feel safety. And maybe when you need a job and if you're stealing because you need money, maybe he can help you and he's more willing to give you something than you go stealing from him. Lay out all the reasons why this is the right thing to do. About, show about the rewards, show about the, the punishments, and encourage people to do right for the benefits that are there to do right. How does it benefit you? How does it benefit your family, right. your community? And let it be based off of that alone. I agree. You, you, you made uh, excellent points. And the thing is this, is, is what you're saying is actually what Jesus did. You see what I'm saying? If, I think people have a, a different uh, view or perception of how Jesus operated, like seriously, I'm 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 not talking about a man that has a long beard and all this and this pretty thing that you you know pictures and mm -hmm. him on a cross. Let's look at his words. 
Let's look at his words and let's say this man spoke as if he was led by God, by the right. Spirit of God. That's right. End of story. Right. Yeah. We look at these pictures and we get bamboozled by all this imagery mm -hmm. instead of looking at the actual words itself. The man sat on a hill and right. taught thousands of people right. against a, a, a culture. Yes. He was a tra he was a trendsetter yes. of a way of thinking That's and right. establishing thought for right. people, giving liberty mm -hmm. for people to think for mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. How in the world has the tide turned mm -hmm. where we placed ourselves back into a cage when Jesus came here to free us from? Yeah. And so now we're in on pulpits, uh, what do you call recruiting? You know what I'm saying? proselyting yes, more people yes. back into a cage when yes. Jesus delivered us yes, from that. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so, and the thing is, it's like, if you look at anybody and just really look at his words, mm -hmm. slow down, right. once again, right. ask the right questions, slow mm -hmm. down, and say, what is this man talking about? Right. I guarantee you, man, you're going to have some liberty For in sure. your thought yeah. itself. Sure. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Stuff, people man. just don't take time. Just that's take right. time. Yeah. Because I think... The fear, once again, that fear is such a powerful mechanism, yes, man. Yes, it it doesn't allow us to actually see the words of the Lord Jesus and his right. apostles or what. It yeah. doesn't allow you right. to. You can't have a good relationship with God. You can't have a good relationship with your, your people. People, right. man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it fear just it cripples everything. It does, man. You know? That's right. so, and negativity, definitely, it just cripples everything. It just destroys everything, you know? And, you know so, yeah. Man. Um, yeah, fear is the ultimate negative uh, it is. tool. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's the opposite of the ultimate positive tool. Which That's is, right. Which That's is right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, my observations of, of fear um, were, <laughs> I think I, I think I experienced, I think my response to mm -hmm. observing fear was different than most people. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in, in an environment where feel, fear was kind of the order of the day. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. And it never sat right with me. Never. Yeah. From a child until now, it never sat right with me. Why are we afraid of this? Why are we afraid mm -hmm. of that? Mm -hmm. Now, there was times where fear didn't necessarily register as fear. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, mm -hmm. because it's easily uh, uh, hidden. It's easily right. camouflaged right. as, you know, self-righteousness yes. or, um, mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, authority. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. easily camouflaged. And um, and so there were a lot of things that I saw and 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 even participated in that were just pure <laughs> exercises in fear. Right. Um, there were things that I believed that were just purely me exercising the fear that had been passed to me. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Once I once I got to the real re realization, and it's it's such a simple thing, mm -hmm. but and I it is and since we're going to the you know talking about the church stuff, um. The scripture that we've read and heard hundreds of thousands of times, the perfect love casts out fear. Right. Um, hmm. I glossed over that, you know, probably 10,000 times in my life. <laughs> right. Just thinking, oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect love casts out fear. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but when you really think about yes. what the implications of Absolutely. those words are, Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's one of those light switch things yes. for me anyway. Right. Right. It's one of those things that, that, if I am equipped with the greatest love in all of creation, hmm. what in the world do I have to be afraid of? What it. what what negativity could there possibly be that right. can get me down? That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And um and so since I since I live 
at this point now, I haven't always had this this particular way of thinking, but from where I am now, equipped with that understanding, I'm able to approach the entire world, no matter from the, the hardest trials to the greatest triumphs, I'm able to approach everything in a way that, number one, keeps me humble, um, keeps me exercising and, and exhibiting that love and pushing fear as far away from me right, as I can. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's literally the way that I see everything. And if I don't see it, mm -hmm. eventually I'm getting there because I'm constantly, mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. I'm constantly reevaluating. Right. Yeah. I want to always be aware of where I stand in this particular moment. Absolutely. And if I'm wrong right now, in an hour, I'll be at home re yeah. Going over this conversation yeah. again, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In order to mm -hmm. correct my correct my mindset, even even if I don't come back and say, "Hey, y'all, listen, I was messed up in that conversation." <laughs> in my yeah. mind, the next time we come to it, I'll have a different way of looking exactly. at it. If I exactly. feel like I was saying something incorrect right. or wrong, right. whatever, because right. I'm constantly, constantly, constantly sure. reevaluating. We have to be, um, yeah. and that to me, I think that's the that's the key part of human evolution. Right. I mean, if yeah. I want to evolve as a as a person, I ain't talking about generational evolution. Right, right. I'm talking about me as as however many years I have on this earth. Yeah. I, I want to evolve from the person who lived their life in fear and then uh and then greed and then lust mm -hmm. and then vanity and then mm -hmm. uh, you know all of these emo all of these people who I've uh um who I've been over the years. Yeah. Uh, I want to mm -hmm. continually evolve into a being. There, there's a scripture that says, be ye perfect for I am perfect. Now we always hear this. Mm -hmm. Oh man, no, nobody's perfect. Nobody. Well, why? Why are we not? Yeah, right. yeah. Why are we not? Why are you striving? Exactly. Why are, you not striving? why are we not pushing towards? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that if I'm able to live long enough, perfection is achievable as long as I'm constantly evolving. Right. There's a there's a point, and this is just my this is I'm gonna do like my cousin. This is my personal belief <laughs> um, that if I'm able to live long enough, and as long as I stay on the path that is laid out for me, and that that's the correct path, mm -hmm. I believe genuinely that as long as I'm pushing towards it, I can achieve a certain level of perfection uh, as far as my my emotional, my mental, and my my uh, uh, spiritual well-being. I believe that I can achieve that mm -hmm. perfection. Mm -hmm. And nothing's going to deter me from that mm -hmm. thought because right, that right. that thought is what drives me. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. I'm yeah. always reaching towards that that perfection. Right. I yeah. want to get there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, there's this concept of, of uh, ego death. Um, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you guys are familiar with it. I know mm -hmm. we've talked about it Never a couple of times. Yeah. You said you have? I have, yeah. I haven't heard it. So there's this concept uh, that's called ego death. It's a lot. A lot of times, it's it's kind of uh, the subject is breached among people who are like you know uh, who experiment with certain like psychotic substances and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had to put that delicately. <laughs> um, psychedelics. Yeah, psychedelics. There you go. Understood. Um, but the concept in and of itself refers to coming face to face with the worst parts of me mm -hmm. and being able to come away from that experience knowing that I have that negative part part of me underfoot. Mm -hmm. If I'm able to eliminate or at least subdue mm -hmm. the most gotcha. vile, mm -hmm. base, primal parts of myself, mm -hmm. then I'm able to achieve a certain level of... of um, 
I hate to use the phrase enlightenment. Enlightenment is yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's what come, naturally comes to my yeah. mind. But it progress. sounds kind of it's progress. There you go. Because yeah, yeah. enlightenment, you know that that phrase that words turns people yeah. off, and like yeah. I said, it's overused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, progress is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows me to achieve certain progress. Um, growth, even. Yeah, simply because I'm able to to now differentiate. Right. Uh, there's this there's this episode of Rick and Morty, which I freaking love Rick and Morty. Um, it's, it has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of interesting concepts mm-hmm. that they address. But one of them is they were it's a sci fi show. It's a mm-hmm. cartoon. Um, but they went to this planet and at this spa and this planet, they have this machine that you go in and sit down and the guy outside pushes a button <clears throat> and it separates your negative from your positive. It mm. separates all of your your lying, your irrational behavior, it, all of your fears, your anger, mm-hmm. everything that's negative. Yeah. It literally sucks it out of you and it traps mm-hmm. it in this little garbage bin, basically. Yeah. And you come out, you feel it refreshed. You can't tell a lie. You always laugh and you're always yeah. smiling and you're <laughs> always showing love, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, I looked at that episode like, wow, I can't believe that they breached that and made it funny. Mm-hmm. But the way that they, the way that they breached it is funny because they were saying like a person is not whole. That that was the the overarching concept mm-hmm. was a person is not whole without both of those parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my thought is I, I realized that to be a whole human being, I have mm-hmm. to have, you know, the, the yin and yang, so to, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have to allow that, that base part of me to have equal hold on who yes. I am as a person. Yes. Right? right. I'm able to keep that person underfoot and I'm able to triumphantly be yeah. my more perfect, my more progressive, my more whatever self. Yeah. My more loving self. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I I'm not gonna keep rambling. Oh, but anyway, good. yeah, that's that's, 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 really that's really important. Good. That's good. I think um and we can I, mean, I think we got enough. Yeah we, we can probably enough. end on that. We, okay. got, yeah, we, we got enough. Yeah. We got, but but to add to your thought right there is um you got more thoughts? Are you going to uh, just keep going for a little bit to finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. He said, "Always well, trying to eat, right? Oh, yeah, right. Hungry. hungry. Yeah. When I first walked in the door, he was like, think about food.' <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't have nothing today. Right? Yeah, some cheeses. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about like, um, you know, while you were talking, one of the things that I've been studying more and more, like in the scripture, is about righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I was really, I was really uh, taken by Paul when in Philippians when he says that um, he says I'm writing these things to you. Mm-hmm. Is he said for me it's not grievous to write to you, mm-hmm. but for you it's safe. And I was always wonder like, okay, what Paul talking about? He goes on to the next verse and he says, beware of dogs. Mm-hmm. He says, beware of evildoers, and beware of the concision. I was like, what is he talking about, right? He goes on, he says, for we are the circumcision that are led of the spirit of God and have no confidence in the flesh. And I'm like, okay, what is he talking about? I always wondered and considered what he was for years. And he says, if I have confidence in the flesh, I should have more because he went down a list of all his accomplishments, Mm -hmm. right? But he said, he said, but I counted all loss for the excellency of the Lord Jesus, of the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus and in Christ Jesus, right? 
So all the things that he has gained in life, mm -hmm. all his studies, his intellect, his his following the law, the pursuit of being a Pharisee and all these things, he called it but dumb for the excellency of the knowledge of, of God in Christ, mm -hmm. right? And I thought that was very important. And he says this, he says, he says, um, I go after it, not after my own righteousness, which is of the law, meaning that everything that I studied, everything that I've done according to the law, mm -hmm. he says, that was my own righteousness. Everything that I've developed in this life is for my own righteousness. It's for me to, 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 to stake my claim, hang my hat up on that hook, because I've done it. Mm -hmm. And he says, but it was not to the glory of God. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was all for my flesh. Mm -hmm. It was everything for my flesh. Mm -hmm. But he said, I counted all as dumb. He says, but my righteousness that I found to be of the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I actually had tears coming out of my mm -hmm. eyes because once again, men pleaser, mm -hmm. flattery, mm -hmm. ego, pride, all these things was a development of myself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And not really recognizing that that I was pursuing all this thing, mm -hmm. all these things after my own righteousness. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Like I, I think, and, and I'm critical about this because I'm very, very critical about this. And that's the reason why I have to be very, very careful what I say in the things that, that, that I talk about because I don't want my burdens to be someone else's burden. You understand? But, mm -hmm. but, but at the same time, what can we all learn from this? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at. It's not a being negative towards myself or being negative or whatever, but it's about reality, being real, being authentic mm -hmm. with, with myself and how do I mature in God mm -hmm without having my own righteousness. Because if you think about it, man, if you think about it, if you look at it from the Old Testament, even till now, everything is based. The reason why people are sin, are in sin, mm -hmm. is because of their own righteousness, mm -hmm. if you think about it. Mm -hmm. it. It's very simple. It's not even, it's not even as hard as we make it out to be. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's sin because he, he got sin because he got this and that. Mm -hmm. No, it's because of they considered they made a choice mm -hmm. above God's, mm -hmm. above God's, they, you know what I'm saying? Above mm -hmm. God's righteousness mm -hmm. to say, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to make this choice based off of what I feel, mm -hmm. my intellect. It's me, my frame, my body, this and that. It, and God has nothing to do with it. You have lifted your own righteousness above God. And I found that in myself as well, mm -hmm. Paul. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Paul is a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And this brother is saying that listen i want to be found in this man too mm -hmm. i want to you know you know yeah. and i'm thinking to myself like how in the world is paul saying that mm -hmm. and to me paul is a heavyweight mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah. this brother was like mm -hmm. that this brother said i that i may apprehend what i'm already apprehended of and to me when i look at paul's words i'm thinking to myself that this man has really apprehended mm -hmm. yeah. but he said i didn't have i'm mm -hmm. apprehending yeah and so that's the kind of that's the thoughts that's really been on my mind that's when as you guys were talking i was just in my mind i was thinking about you know with this uh uh the negative um people mm -hmm. I was thinking about our approach to understanding who we are, the identity. Like you said, the, the what was the last thing you talked about? The ego? Ego mm -hmm. death. Ego, ego death. death. Mm -hmm. 
That's when I that's when I really started thinking about that righteousness mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm a weirdo, y'all. Like no, no, no. I, I think no, very, very differently. So no, so I know I don't even know if it even makes sense sometimes, man. Absolutely it does. But, um I have a question coming yeah. from that. So we've been talking about doing our best to dismiss neg- negativity, right? Mm-hmm. But you said something about my burdens being someone else's burdens. If if our responsibility, and this is just me asking a question, it just made me think. If our responsibility is to bear one another's burdens or, you know, in brotherhood and friendship, whatever, how do you reconcile dismissing all negativity if your brother has a burden you that you're supposed to help bear? <laughs> That's yeah, beautiful, that's man. That's beautiful. I'm trying to think, man. I, I saw this quote. Man, what was I watching? Because I, I, I don't, I don't want to say it before I, before I remember where it came from. Mm-hmm. But basically, like the the lesson was when you a burden shared is either halved or doubled, depending on who you share it with. Bro, mm-hmm. get the freak out! I'm forgetting, man. I'm forgetting where I that's saw heavy. it. Though. You need to, yeah, you need to really that so yeah. that you got so that people don't think you're that smart. To I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's great. <laughs> that, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's bro. like it, it depends. So it depends on who you give it to, and it's like you have to. And I, I think that we as men, especially, I know as father and husband and everything else, you're you're careful. Who who if you're gonna lay a burden on somebody or share a burden, you're careful who you do it with. Yeah. Because the burden might break somebody. Yeah. Or it might be laid on somebody that's strong enough. Or maybe it's a person that at one point in time they're weak and another point in time they're strong. And at this moment they can find themselves able to help. But you know, you never know. But you have to try to be cautious as a man. To be careful. If you're going to share and unload on somebody, there's somebody that you're not going to be burdening them or hindering them. There's somebody that can help or help you kind of raise the Thank you.